Okay. All right, well, let's get started. For those of you who don't have audio, hopefully you get that soon enough. So I've got lots of people typing in saying they're very excited to be here. Beautiful. So I've got literally 15 pages of submitted questions. Some of you have written books for me. So I'm, I'm going to answer the questions that are more brief and that are less related to personal or private therapy so that it's really relevant for more people. But if we can, we'll go through everything. Beautiful. So we've got people from honestly so many different states in America, Seattle, Colorado, Florida, Texas. So welcome to everybody. What I might invite us all to do is to just start with a little bit of a body scan to check in with how we're going and where we're at. So why don't you close your eyes, make yourself nice and comfortable. And let's just take a few quiet breaths together. Hold your chest, hold your belly or pop your hands on your lap, whatever feels comfortable for you. Lift your spine nice and tall. And let the breath come through you and pass through you with ease, grace and automation. You don't have to control your breathing. You don't have to deepen it, lengthen it, change it in any way. Just know that your breathing is custom designed for you and it's perfect. Just allow yourself to be with your body and receive, really receive the incredible anatomy and biological miracle of your body. Notice that you can trust what you feel, you can trust your breath, you don't need to question it, doubt it, change it, upgrade it, modify it. You can actually just let it pass through you. You can let that oxygen come in through your nose or your mouth if you need to breathe through your mouth. To fill your lungs, to enter your bloodstream and to travel wherever that oxygen needs to go, head to toe. So really just notice how your body is very intelligent. It is nothing short of miraculous. Some of you might notice you feel really anxious and self-critical and self-judgmental when you focus on your breathing and that is actually quite normal, especially for people like me who've grown up as asthmatics and the breathing's been, it's been, been a bit of an emotional topic of conversation for so much of my life. It's taken me a long time to learn to trust my breathing. So even if you're feeling a little bit anxious or self-critical, self-judgmental, self-rejecting, Stay with this gentle breath work and receive it. Don't change it. Don't modify. Just let it bring you comfort. Every time you have breath, you have life. It's that simple. It's no such thing as a good breath. No such thing as a bad breath. So take the judgment out of it and let yourself witness the breathing. Now, anyone who finds comfort in their breathing, I'd love to hear from you. Pop in the chat box. How does it feel when you let yourself receive your breath? 
So you're not doing any kind of fancy yoga breathing or meditation breathing. You're literally noticing your breath, which actually is a form of yoga breathing. It's the most simple form of yoga breathing. So someone said, I feel release. Melanie said, I feel that I'm okay. Amy said, I feel stability. Carrie says, I feel calm. Martin says, I feel calm and at peace. Molly says, I feel grounded. Annie says, I feel soothed and relaxed. Chris says, I feel safe. Jose says, actually, or Josie, you have to let me know how to say your name. Actually, I tried to breathe too deep in my belly for many years, not using all the capacity of my lungs. Now there's so much more space. Beautiful. Jules says, I feel cool. Marianne says, yes, release. Bethany says, I feel settled with, and, and it's eased my tension. Joanna says, I feel calming. Jose, thank you so much. I'll try and re remember that. Um, Burns says, relaxed. Laura says, it's very calm and natural. I'm simply witnessing my body. Exactly. Michael says, I feel relaxed. What I want you to notice is that when we have these chronic conditions, and as many of you know who know me, so my name's Joey Remini. I'm a vestibular audiologist. I'm a neuroplasticity therapist. I have a very special interest in helping the recovery of chronic vertigo and tinnitus, and I've experienced them both. I've been through it. I had four really hard years of anxiety, depression, and symptoms, and that was really my apprenticeship for learning how to come to resolution and how to come to peace with it all. Um, I went through that whole rigmarole of wanting doctors or kinesiologists or books or devices or supplements to save me. And it really got to a point where I, uh, I was in such a dark, helpless, hopeless hole that I realized I had to do something for myself. And that was a scary journey, but very empowering. And that's really where Seeking Balance came from, was this idea of what if there was a different way? What if we can actually do this within ourselves and heal within our bodies with a completely different philosophy and different approach where we're no longer externalizing and changing things, we're actually coming back to trusting the body. When we go to our breath, we are witnessing our body and we're witnessing it in a place of trust because we're not micromanaging it. We're not interfering with it. We're not saying, hey, breath, you should be better. Hey, breath, you should be deeper. You should be smoother. You should be more regular. We're actually going, okay, well, my breathing's custom designed for me and I'm going to trust that. And that is the beginning of a process of self-appreciation and trust in the body, which is so essential for all of you out there trying to heal these symptoms and sensations. It's important you trust them. So more comments in the chat box. Michael says, I feel relaxed. I can't say your name there, but Keelin Huang says, I feel tired, but I'm excited to be here. And I hope that's in relationship to the breathing. So these comments are due to do with the breathing activity. Um, someone else says, I feel a bit anxious currently due to recent dizzy spell, but mostly relaxed. And I want you to respond with relationship to the breathing we just did. I don't want random responses about your week or your life. How do you feel right now with that breathing activity? So stay present, stay on task. Great. So I think we're starting to get some more random comments now. So what I want to do is welcome you all to the call. I've got a lot of questions and I might start going through some of the private questions. Great. So we've had Susan say, I feel calmer. Karen says that I've been controlling my breath, not letting it be natural. Karen, you've got no idea how much this is going to change your life. And I just want to put a little bit of an awareness out there. It's not, not so much a warning, 
but just be really aware that as a senior yoga teacher, which means I have more than 10 years experience in teaching yoga and far more than 10 years experience in my yoga training. It's, I mean, I'm not highly qualified at teaching yoga and meditation and I've got 20 years experience. It takes a lifetime to become a truly adept meditation and breathwork teacher. These are not skills you can learn in a weekend course, in a one-year course. And too often people learn tricks and tips from health professionals who really are not qualified to be working in the meditation, mindfulness, yoga and breathing space. So if you have been taught to hold your breath or to count your breath or to breathe like a square, just be really conscious that some of that education might be coming from um, not necessarily a well-trained source. Breathing work is really dangerous and that's why we always start with just witnessing the natural customized breathing that is involuntary and automatic. Your brain does it for you and you do not mentally interfere at all. Learning to simply be with your breathing is the first challenge and that means we have to let go and surrender. We've got to stop controlling and start witnessing. So that can be like a first little take-home homework, something for everybody to practice. Witness your breathing without micromanaging it. And when you begin micromanaging it, notice that that's a form of self-rejection. You're actually saying to your breath, you're not good enough, I don't trust you, I'm going to change you. Jules says, thanks a lot for this information. This will change your life. Like breath is life. We need breath, we need oxygen in every single cell in our body. It is no exaggeration. And we don't want it to come through panic, through rejection, through judgment, through criticism, through fight, flight, freeze. We want the breath to come through calm, receptive, open, willing acceptance. This changes our capacity for neuroplasticity. So what I want to start, finish this conversation with, and if you have any questions specifically related to breathing, please ask them now because this will be a really important part of your healing regardless of whether you're a beginner to the Rocksteady group or whether you're a bit of a seasoned veteran is the breath is actually the bridge between our mind and our body. And often our mind and our body are disconnected, right? What's going on in our body and what's going on in our mind is in conflict. We're feeling sensations in our body through our physiology. And in our mind, we might be living in tomorrow or yesterday or last week or three years ago. The breath is what bridges the mind and the body and brings them together into present moment. And it helps us regulate our emotions. There are a lot of biological and physiological markers in the lungs, in the the smooth muscles around the ribs and in the various apparatus between connecting the lungs, the body and the brain that actually help regulate our emotions. And that's why if we fall into panic, etc., um, anger, frustration, guilt, shame, we can actually breathe through it. The breath work helps us shift and process emotions, which is a very important part of Rocksteady. And you'll find that through module one and the bonus audios. It's straight up front in the beginning of the program. Molly says, do you find alternate nostril breathing beneficial? You know what, Molly? It wouldn't even matter if I did. There is no use asking other people these questions because even if somebody else finds it beneficial, it doesn't mean in any way, shape or form that it's beneficial for you. I don't recommend alternate nostril breathing because it's too advanced. And people who are genuinely studying the breath over a very long period of time, and I'm talking years, they may take on those practices and they may find it beneficial, but it's a personal process and there is no use rushing your body to do things it's not ready for. 
So if you're needing to ask me that question, I would suggest that you're not ready for it either. So listen to your body. Your body will let you know when it's ready to progress with various exercises, tools and skills. Laura says, in panic, should we let the breath hyperventilate? I've been taught 478, which I find helpful. Whatever you find helpful, keep doing that because listen to your body. You're getting that biofeedback. Uh, when panicking, you definitely can allow your breath to do what it's naturally doing because in a natural, normal, healthy panic, it will slow itself down. So even if we go into the hyperventilation stage, um, with the witnessing and with the allowing, it will naturally slow itself down. So you don't have to manipulate it. Although if you find it's helpful to count your breathing, then do what you find helpful. Part of the counting is also just taking the mind off it and giving the mind a job. Smooth breathing is very beneficial for me. Great. Laura says, okay. All right, there's no more questions on the breathing. Kay, I'm not going to answer the question about what is 478 because it's not really related to today's call. So really, I just want to kind of remind everybody that there is so much rubbish out there in the world and so much noise. I was just recently at a conference in Sydney and it was almost depressing because all the professionals were really talking about were diagnostic pathways and how to test clients and how to prescribe generic solutions, which I find really depressing because I don't find it patient centered. Nobody mentioned emotions. Like honestly, it was like such an elephant in the room. People talk about anxiety and depression, but they don't actually talk about the emotional reality of having vertigo and tinnitus, you know, the guilt, the frustration, the shame, all of those emotions. And then the patients who turned up, some of them, of course, were nodding their head and excited to learn about neuroplasticity and completely on board. And other patients in the room, I could tell, were completely locked in their symptoms, completely locked in their diagnosis and completely convinced that something and someone else had to fix them. They had no space for self-responsibility or learning about their neuroplasticity processes and how to change their behaviours, change their choices to change their physiology. And so all I can say is be really careful who you talk to and be really careful who you listen to because there is so much noise and helpless, hopeless negativity out there. I promise you, and I said this in the, in the lecture at the conference on the weekend, I promise you that every single person on this call and every single person in the Rocksteady community, every single one of you, does not realise how powerful you are, does not actually understand the extent to which your brain is capable of healing. The extent to which your body and brain can change and adapt to any situation on any day. Your biology is absolutely amazing. It's so robust. It's so redundant. It is so strong. And you do not need external things to fix you. You may need external things to support you, but there's a very big difference to wanting something to fix you and getting something, inviting support in. Whether that's my program to support you or a drug or a device, it doesn't matter. They are not going to fix you. The program won't fix you. Your body will heal itself by a series of changes, insights and wisdoms that you unfold in yourself to help you realign your life and ultimately feel good more often. So look, going back to the, to the, um, to the comments box, someone said, should I listen to my breath permanently? 
nothing is fixed be open be willing be curious nothing is forever and nothing is for always listen to your breath when you find that beneficial evan says yes those emotions laura says wow thank you joan for being light in a dark place molly says exactly many doctors don't address the root cause and you know what they can't because the root cause will be something in your physical mental emotional spiritual body the doctor simply doesn't have access to that data only you do you're right emotions are removed from today's medical practice Thank you for this reminder, Joey. Is there any audio? Yes, you need to join the bottom left, but you can't hear yet. So I'll just give them that person a little message. Join your audio. Okay. So Jules, I am years in spiritual development. I feel amazing, but still the tinnitus still think there is this spiritual reason for it being there. Great. So just follow that journey for yourself. I tend to agree with you and I would say that you're not ready to hear what that is yet. Evan, how does the diaphragm help us breathe? Um, you know what? You could YouTube that question. But to, to answer you very simply and very succinctly, the diaphragm is a muscle that moves down and up. It's a vertical movement. And as it pulls down, it draws air in. And as it moves up, it pushes air out. Great. All right. So let's go to some of these submitted questions. Judy says, I would love to know how to keep my keep fresh my neuroplasticity and how to not get stuck. Beautiful question. Nice and simple. The best way to do this is to use your Rocksteady program or whatever resources you're using, if it's not the Rocksteady program, and ask yourself, what do I need mentally right now? What do I need emotionally right now? What do I need spiritually right now? And what do I need physically right now? Find the most pertinent, salient, relevant thing for you in your life to help you reach your neuroplasticity goals. Your neuroplasticity goals are what do you want to feel? For example, if you want to feel confident, then you go, well, what do I need mentally to feel confident? Give yourself that. What do I need emotionally to feel confident? Take a resource or a tool and give yourself that. What do I need physically and spiritually right now to feel confident? Be very methodical. That's how you keep it fresh. Know what you're aiming for and look at the physical, mental, emotional and spiritual resources you have to help get you there. And if you're feeling really blocked and stuck, I would say it's probably emotional, spiritual. All right, great. So Ruby says, I don't know what neuroplasticity is right now. Ruby, neuroplasticity is what I was just talking about. It's the body and brain's capacity to change. Your body is filled with billions of neurons. These are cells in your body that communicate head to toe through our spinal cord, through our brain. And neurons basically send messages telling our body what to do. They tell muscles to move. It tells my tongue and my lips to talk. It's our thoughts. It's our feelings. It's our emotions. It's our sensations. Every single thing in your body is dictated by a neural network. Whatever you focus on in your life grows and that means if we're focused on our symptoms all our time and our fear and our anxiety, that's the neural network that grows stronger and stronger and stronger. Um, if you want to learn more about neuroplasticity, you can certainly YouTube it and Google it or just dive into the Rocksteady program where it's explained. Kim, right, she, she asks, in your excellent materials, you make reference to how tinnitus symptoms increase or decrease or come and go. The tinnitus I experience is persistent and seemingly consistent. I may sense changes in head, ear pressure, but not the volume or intensity of sound. Wondering if you have any input about that. Not really, Kim. 
Um, it's pretty unusual for anything to be consistent and all the time. So I would wonder whether or not your fixation upon it is actually sustaining it almost like a memory. So I would ask your body and ask your body why you're doing this, why are you here, and gain that wisdom directly from your body. It's not an answer you can get externally. But from a purely physiological and biological perspective, it should be changing up and down all day long. So it's very... Because our body sounds are impacted by weather, by mood, by activity, it doesn't make scientific sense why it would be the same all the time. So I would suggest there's an emotional component um, in that for you. Evan, what tips do you have for us to tell ourselves when we have to cancel appointments or comments due to a flare? Um, I should also say, if you want to come live and extend on your questions and you're live on the call, let me know because I'll bring you live and we can chat about this stuff. So, I mean, I don't even know how to answer that, Evan. It's so different. Every single day is different. I would just be compassionate with myself. Go through Module 5 where we look at um, good days, medium, difficult, and difficult days. And there's a whole bunch of resources in Module 5 in the Rocksteady program that help you navigate what can I do on a difficult day when I actually do need to call in all of my supports. I've got to get people to cook me meals. I've got to get someone to babysit the kids. I've got to call in sick to work. I can't attend appointments. So really looking at the self-compassion and the self-care there. Uh, right, number two, what is the difference between avoidance behaviour and taking care of ourselves? Well, that's an easy one to answer. Avoidance is when we don't want to feel something, okay? Avoidance is when we don't want to feel something. Taking care of ourselves is when we move towards what we desire. And I've got a very easy example of this. I am terrified of the ocean despite the fact I grew up on the beach. I grew up by the ocean. So it's, it's like my, my neighbour. I am still to this day terrified of the ocean, right? So if I was avoiding the ocean, I would just be avoiding going there because I don't like the fear that I feel around the ocean. That would be an avoidance behavior. However, I love the ocean and I desire to go swimming and surfing. I desire to walk at the beach. I love nature and I love being in the ocean. So taking care of myself would be to make sure I'm safe. I've got all the support I need. I've got all of the safety equipment or wetsuits and surfboards I need, that I've got the appropriate training so I don't drown, and I actually take care of myself by going to the beach and very gently entering the ocean. Avoidance behaviour would be avoiding it. Taking care of myself is actually gently, safely, willingly, and when I'm ready, entering the ocean. Evan says, thank you. If there's nothing wrong with us, why does resting help us? Resting doesn't help everybody resting. I'm sorry, Evan. But when the sympathetic nervous system, the fight, flight, freeze system is overworked, we actually need to rest. The body is exhausted. When, when there is nothing wrong with us physically or medically, that doesn't mean we aren't in a loop of self-rejection, self-hatred and self-criticism. For example, normal hearing, normal MRI results, normal blood results, there's no medical issue but all day long, every day, we're like, why do I have this tinnitus? Why do I have this vertigo? I hate this. I hate my body. My body's let me down. My body's betrayed me. That relationship I have to myself and to my sensations in my body is feeding a fight, flight, freeze, freeze response in my autonomic nervous system, which is the sympathetic nervous system, which you learn about in module four. And that is basically keeping the body highly strung, highly working, and it's exhausting. We cannot sustain that 
24-7, we must enter our rest, digest, repair and sexy system, which is our parasympathetic nervous system. That is why most people need rest. It's emotional relationship rest. You're not resting because you've run a marathon physically. You're resting because you've run a marathon mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So I hope that helps. Um, Molly says, can you explain how avoidance behavior for driving can be eased into? Yeah, easily. Make sure you've got the support you need. Get a driving teacher if you need to learn how to drive. Make sure you've got a car that has all the appropriate safety mechanisms and start by just thinking about it. Don't even sit in the car. When you're ready, sit in the car and don't start the car. When you're ready, sit in the car and start the car. Adjust the radio. Put on your favorite radio. When you're ready, actually start to drive around the block just one or two streets and then park again. When you're ready, go downtown and get something from the shops. And then when you're ready, go on a bit of a longer car journey. And then when you're ready, maybe try a highway. Now that process might take you three days. It might take you six months. Erin says, emotions too, right? I've seen the best, including Dr. Staub at the Mayo and Dizzy Doctor Clinics in Chicago, testing galore, PT, meds, SSRI, the works, always felt something was missing, overwhelmed with anxiety, fear, shame, ruminating, symptoms always on my mind. Great. So Erin, your job is to really seek your own healing. Stop looking to Dr. Staub and Dizzy Doctors and clinics and medications. Figure out what you want to feel. In fact, let's all do this exercise now because it really is the first thing in Rocksteady. Close your eyes and really notice in all honesty, what do you want to feel? What are your goals? What are your neuroplasticity desires? When you wake up in the morning on a good day, what do you want to feel? A perfect day, right? You don't have symptoms. Symptoms are not even on the agenda. You are living a beautiful, full life. What do you want to feel? Pop that into the notes. Balanced and centered, clear. Vitality, confident, excited, clear-headed, energetic, steady, calm, confident. My life's purpose, looking forward to the days, calm, relaxed, refreshed, quiet, joy, excited, confident, calm, contented. Whew. Yeah, feeling raring to go and ready for the day. Happy, content, sure of myself, free, authentic, joy, confidence, energetic, happy. Gosh, you guys are quick, energetic, clear-minded, connected, ease, joy. Great, you're getting there. You're getting the picture here and there's a lot of common ones with the clear-headed, the calm, the energetic, excited. A lot of my private therapy clients will tell me they've forgotten what it's like to be excited. They've been so stuck in their symptoms for so long that their entire focus, their entire life purpose and project has become getting rid of the symptoms. And guess what? That teaches your brain to fire more neural networks associated with symptoms so the whole symptom loop remains strong, firing and active. So what we need to do is to actually shift our focus into what we want to feel. Write down on paper, if you haven't already, what you want to feel. It's good to have four or five key feelings that you're aiming for. Some really common ones are to feel calm, to feel confident, to feel centered, steady or solid, to feel inner peace, to feel joy and to feel love. Figure out what your genuine, authentic goals are and then your next step is to figure out how you feel them, right? So if I want to feel connected to nature, maybe I need to go surfing. Maybe that is actually how I connect to nature. So if I'm living in my fear of the ocean, I'm never feeling that true connection and love of nature. 
right? So I'm actually shooting myself in the foot and I'm not enabling myself to feel what I deeply want to feel. So what happens? I feel depressed. There's something missing in my life. So know what you want to feel and that then guides your choices, behaviors and actions. So we can troubleshoot some of that and talk through some of that later on the call, but it's quite a simple process. Neuroplasticity is knowing what you feel right now, breathing through that, honoring that, acknowledging that, releasing that, not indulging in it, knowing what you want to feel and taking conscious steps, behaviors, choices and actions to enable yourself to feel what you want to feel. That is such a personal process. I could never tell someone how to do that. All I can do is give you the tools to explore how you do that for yourself. Someone, this is really common, Tracy, so I'm going to read it out loud. I don't want to feel my symptoms and I'm not sure how to know what I want to feel. All I can say, Tracy, is that is not true. You know exactly what you want to feel and you are not being honest with yourself. You know exactly what you desire and want and you have to take your power back by honoring that truth. Even if you're not aware of it yet because there's psychological smog in front of you, I promise you deep in your heart, you know exactly what you want to feel. Jules, when you have tinnitus from too loud, too long, exposure to music, is it possible to be symptom-free eventually, blah, blah, blah? Has tinnitus always a spiritual solution? This is the insecurity I face. All I can say, Jules, is you need to trust the process of life. Stop questioning why. Shit happens. We all get injured. We all get issues with whatever in life, whether it's music, loud concerts, whether it's car accidents, whether it's divorces, whether it's a, you know, a very unfortunate cancer or medical condition. We all get these things. There is always a spiritual implication. Why? Because we are not a sack of bone and muscles walking around. We are a living human creature. We have a mental state we have an emotional state and we have a spiritual connection to ourselves and to the community that we're living in to the planet so it doesn't matter what the trigger has been doesn't matter why it's there the question is how can i support myself and how can i find the wisdom in this so change the questions you're facing to overcome that insecurity julietta says can we heal from within an actual physical issue like poor blood circulation to the brain. Absolutely. Your behaviors change your physiology. The choices and behaviors you make change your circulation. The choices and behaviors you make change the neurochemicals that you fire. Need more serotonin? Do activities that release serotonin in your brain. Um, Amy says, stop asking why was the launching point for me from you, Joey. Thank you. Yeah, it's such a toxic question and it's such a waste of your time. When we ask why, we get caught up in the details, the analysis, and we end up paralyzing ourselves. Ask yourself, how can I support myself? How can I find the wisdom in this and move forwards? Once you have medical clearance from your amazing team of doctors, be grateful for that, thank them, and move forwards. Now, I'm going to move on to more questions. Um, so please just hold the chat box for a while. I'm not going to look at it, so don't add too many questions there. I'll just finish up what I've got on the chat box and then I'm going to move back on to the 15 pages of submitted questions or we'll never get through them. So Jules says, yes, you are saying that tinnitus is some sort of teacher. Thank you a lot. Paula says, when I feel what I want to feel, calm and happy, etc., is there anything I can do to create new pathways? How to reinforce the process of neuroplasticity? Absolutely. That's the entire Rocksteady program. Whenever you feel what you feel, you fire neurons. You need to focus on it with intensity 
with all of your body scanning focus, mind, body, and heart. So really own that feeling of calm. Know where it is in your legs and your feet. Feel it throughout your whole body. Focus on that feeling of calm and happiness. The more you focus on that feeling, the more neurons that fire. The longer you focus on that feeling, the more neurons that fire. The more attention you give it, the more calm and happy neurons that fire. That is your process of neuroplasticity. It's very conscious. Someone else says, continuous be caused by benzos. I'm not going to talk about medications on this call, but yes, medications deeply impact our neuroplasticity. They generally suppress it and they can have impacts such as side effects of dizziness and tinnitus. Talk to your doctor about your medications, not me. All right. Whew. Paula says thank you. Deborah has asked a question. I've had PPPD, triple PD for a year, which causes a stiff neck and shoulders, which is very understandable and very normal, Deborah. And she says I'm very stiff. I've got sore legs with constant cramping pain. Can neuroplasticity help with this? It absolutely can, Deborah. And in module one, straight away, front and center, there are releasing neck neck tension and shoulder tension exercises which help you get back your normal daily posture and those releasing neck tension exercises that I've given private clients have literally changed their lives because they were stuck seeing osteopaths or physios or chiropractors every four weeks and they no longer need that they've actually reset and rewired the muscle length and the muscle softness in their head neck and shoulders just using these very simple mind body exercises that are all all in rock steady Noel, what causes visual sensitivity? For example, things seem to move when they are not. Things seem to move even though they are not when I am moving. What is the best way to support balance in this case? Always go back to your body scan because, Noel, your body doesn't lie. Whatever your feet are touching, whatever your knees are touching, whatever your hips and pelvis are touching, whatever your shoulders are touching, like if you're in a car, for example, feel the seatbelt. If you're at the beach, feel the sand in your toes. Pop your hand on your chest. Walk with your hands in your pockets. Get proprioception to boost that data up to your brain that says to your brain, this is where I am. The body doesn't lie. The, the mind does. The reason it happens is because there's a complex network of neurons moving from your inner ears to your eyes, through your midbrain, and through your emotional system. Your emotional system is moderating your vestibular system, which is why... 99% of us get anxious when we're dizzy, right? You are actually punching or like having a disco party that's very unnerving in your emotional system. And that's why the Rocksteady programs focuses so much on self-soothing, self-reassurance and self-love to help that emotional system get on board with our recovery. Your emotional system is mediating and moderating the neuroplasticity recovery from your ears, eyes and brain. That is really important for you to understand. You cannot ignore the emotions. Visual sensitivity happens when we get overload, when the brain is over-resourced, it doesn't have enough space for the processing. It's a little bit like having your smartphone running, all the apps are on, the battery's running low, and the phone is like, I can't do this anymore. So take the appropriate measures, use your body scan, use your proprioception and single task. To help the brain overcome visual sensitivity, you can do things like sit on the sand at the beach and look at the rolling waves. Actually let your brain be still, steady, safe and focused and looking at moving, consistently moving um, a visual scene. You can also do that by sitting at a train station, looking at people walking past and trains moving and the busy visual um, environment while being in a body scan 
right? So you want to be in a body scan, in your proprioception, just keep your eyes steady and focused on one thing and allow the movement to happen around you and that can help reset and retrain your brain using the process of optokinetics. Visual snow is not related to visual sensitivity. Visual snow is like an aura. It's like a migraine um, symptom and I actually get that. It's very normal. A lot of people in the population get that. It just happens when we have hiccups in our brain. So some of these symptoms, whether it be tinnitus, dizziness, visual spotting or snow, visual sensitivity, you can think of it as a sneeze. It's like there's a part of your brain that has just had a little hiccup, a little sneeze. The data's everywhere and it's going to take some time for the brain to reorganize itself. It's not life-threatening and these things happen. Laura, I have convergence insufficiency, post-trauma vision syndrome. When my eyes aren't working, I feel into my feet, but my eyes still don't work. It's very disconcerting. I try to be nurturing and forgiving to them. Any other tips? I would just say remove judgment and remove expectations and don't tell yourself that your eyes don't work. The fact that you could write this, I mean, unless someone else typed it for you, but assuming you wrote this question is your eyes are certainly working because you just typed an amazing, what, five sentences. So be very careful how you talk to your body. Remove the self-rejection, the self-criticism. You cannot talk to yourself like, oh, I love myself. Oh, I'm so proud of my body, you know. It's like it's not authentic and real. If you're going to be nurturing and forgiving to yourself, actually be nurturing and forgiving to yourself. Go deeper. Ask yourself, ask your eyes, eyes, how can I support you? You give me so much. You are so good to me. How can I support you? Like really put your heart into it and don't say it unless you mean it because otherwise it's really just lip service and you're not doing yourself any favours. You're out of alignment if you're saying what you don't mean. Rob, and again, let me know if you want to come live on the call if any of you are here. Rob, I would like to know if the filters in the brain you mentioned that reduce the loudness of tinnitus work for everyone or in some cases, will the sound always remain high and you just have to deal with it? That is so unlikely, Rob. That's all I can say is it is so unlikely that any human being will have the same sound remaining all the time their whole life. Scientifically, that is so unlikely. Those filters will filter out anything that the brain deems as unimportant, unpurposeful, unmeaningful and unhelpful. The minute you teach your brain that the tinnitus is not a threat, is not abnormal, and is not dangerous and is actually really boring background noise in your biology, the brain will naturally filter it out. Your job is to change your relationship to it so your brain can change the way it filters it. I repeat, we do not want the body to treat our symptoms or sensations, whether it's dizziness, pain, tinnitus, etc. We do not want the body to treat it in the same ways it would treat rape, violence, and saber-toothed tigers. Okay, your sensations are safe, they're a part of you and with all due respect, they're probably purposeful. The sensations in your body are probably coming to you for some kind of purposeful reason. Most people feel not quite right or hear not quite right things when something in their life is indeed not quite right. Something in their life is out of alignment. And so often we are not willing to look within and to take a really honest view of what's going on. And it's so easy to lose track. It's so easy to lose self-reassurance. It's so easy to lose faith in ourselves. It's so easy to fall into the trap of self-rejection, self-hatred and not feeling good enough. And that's where we have to really look within, go way beyond your symptoms. They are healthy sensations and allow your brain to filter them while you go into the deeper wisdom of the issue.
Rob says, so will losing all fear of those noises always reduce its intensity for everyone or are some brains not able to do neuroplasticity as well as others? Every human has a capacity for neuroplasticity, but I would never say something works for everyone all the time because that would just be professionally irresponsible. Every person's different. Every journey is different. Neuroplasticity is, is available to every person who is alive. If you are dead, that person cannot use neuroplasticity. Um, da, da, da. Looks like Ethan's got a question. A lot of your focus seems to be vertigo dizziness, vertigo dizziness combined with tinnitus. This can come from inflammation, which itself can come from illness, blah, blah, blah. What's your question, Ethan? I've experienced tinnitus tones from such things and has resulted. Da, 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 da. Does your system work for hissing tinnitus, which is consistent with da da da? Are you talking about the Rocksteady program? Does the Rocksteady program work for hissing tinnitus, which is consistent, comes from sound damage to hair cells? Look, if anybody on this call just wants to get rid of their symptoms, I honestly encourage you to get off the call right now because with that headspace and with that attitude, you are unlikely to get any success or to get any changes. In order to really engage with neuroplasticity, you have to understand what do I want to feel. It's not about my dizziness or tinnitus anymore. It's what do I want to feel. My Rocksteady program is for people who have sensations they do not like of any form. doesn't matter whether they're sound sensations. doesn't matter whether they're movement sensations. And it doesn't matter whether it's coming from damaged hair cells or damaged neurons or no damage at all. My program is for anyone with unpleasant and unwanted sensations, and they want to do something about it. They want to feel calm, confident, peaceful, etc. The program is about what you want to feel, not what you don't want to feel. So if anyone out there is feeling desperate, desperate to get rid of symptoms, I would say you are not ready for this program and you are still locked in the identification with your condition and you're not yet ready to heal. So I hope that answered your question, Ethan. It's not about your damage to your hair cells. It's about what you want to feel in your body. And it's about you consciously creating that for yourself with the, method, with the methodical process. Bernard, if the noise is not normal, but already the nerves transmit increased signals because of physical reasons, is it possible to suppress it? The noise is normal. So I don't know why you would say it's not normal. And yes, it is possible to suppress it, even if it comes from damaged nerves. But damaged nerves make sound, so it's normal for damaged nerves to make sound. So you know what I mean? The body's doing what it's supposed to do. The noise is not hurting us and the noise is not causing the damage. The noise is a byproduct of changes to our body because we're aging human beings and aging human beings change. Okay, you're not going to have the same inner ears you've had since the day you were born. There is going to be damage over time for whatever reason, whether it's just the aging process, genetics or a car accident. You're going to have changes to your body. And if that change is not helpful, important, purposeful or meaningful for your body, your brain will filter it out. I'm going to go back to the um, submitted email questions. Chris says, number one, sport. I don't notice my symptoms when I go running or play sport, but they often feel heightened afterwards. Beautiful. So when we're very engaged in things that we enjoy, such as sport or any activity, um, that's where our focus is and that's where our neurons fire. We don't have space for our symptoms so much when we're highly engaged in other events whatever we focus on grows and everything else around it diminishes and weakens it can be heightened afterwards because we've got that circulation the heartbeat and blah 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 we've just got heightened biological activity which can 
in a healthy person increase those dizzy and tinnitus signals happens to me too it's nothing you need to change it's just something for you to become curious about and really notice that your body's working hard as you recover from your sport your body's making more noises and feeling more sensations it's quite normal it's regulating itself it's finding its homeostasis um, the best way to manage it is self-reassurance and patience. Don't try and get rid of it. Just allow it to run its course. Allow your body to change. Don't expect your body to be flatlined all the time. You're going to have rises, falls, roller coasters, right? Ups and downs. It doesn't mean you're wrong. doesn't mean you're getting worse. And it doesn't mean your body's letting you down. It just means you have biological activity that you can perceive. And if you focus on it, it will get bigger. Um, Chris is number two. Are you aware of any positive or negative impacts that alcohol can have on symptoms? Alcohol is very detrimental in large amounts to our brainstem and our brainstem is fundamental for filtering out symptoms. A lot of alcohol is not going to be good for any human being on the planet. That's my comment. Someone else has said, I don't hear my sounds while at work and that's really common. So when we're very focused and engaged, the symptoms don't, we don't have space for the symptoms. When we're deeply invested in a passion project that we absolutely love, we don't have any space mentally for our symptoms. There's too much resources in our brain being allocated to that thing we love to do. That's why having a project and a purpose really helps us to reset and rewire our brain. And in the worst case scenarios, our symptoms become our passion project. Now, that is really dangerous. If you are waking up every single day, checking on your symptoms, monitoring your symptoms, focusing on your symptoms, talking about your symptoms, medicating your symptoms, blah, 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 trying to get rid of your symptoms, you have actually become your symptoms and that becomes your passion project and your focus. It can completely take over your life and be very debilitating. That's why we need to dig deeper and we need to really take a good look at ourselves and go, what do I really want to feel? What do I really want to focus on? And what kind of activities is my body calling me towards? And in my example, as a 30-year-old, I took up surfing. Sean says, can you go a little deeper on the acknowledgement of sensations? I will, and I'd love to have someone who volunteers to do that with me live on the call. So if you want to do that, Sean, just let me know, and I'll get back to you after I answer Annette's question. Annette says, can a wisdom... Can a wisdom tooth cause tinnitus? My dentist recommended having it removed. What to do about anger management problems? In stressful situations where I am not sure about my own capability, I sometimes get really angry. I feel lousy. I relate to that. And it takes quite a long time for me to cool down. Can, how can I move from my brain down into my heart? For the anger management one, um, it's like the opening up and listening within audio and the bonus audios. That is a really great one for breathing through, giving your emotion a, a color, texture, shape, bringing it in front of you, asking it to reveal its wisdom to you and really dropping down into the heart using that. You'll never get out of your head using your head, right? So you, when, when you breathe through your emotions, you need to be like a little four-year-old who's being very descriptive and very non-judgmental and very curious. So it's really like we have to get out of ourselves and into this very playful character to drop into the heart. As far as your wisdom tooth goes, listen to your dentist. If you need the tooth removed for dentistry reasons, then of course listen to your dentist, get it removed. If you're removing it specifically for tinnitus, maybe not, right? Remove your tooth if your tooth needs to be removed. If it doesn't need to be removed, I wouldn't suggest it's causing your tinnitus. Um, 
but you know, give it a go if you want. Just don't get your hopes up because you might be disappointed if you go through surgery and then it doesn't change anything. Right, Sean, let me see if I can find you. Gonna unmute you. All right, how are you going, Sean? Welcome. Hey, Joey, how are you? Good, great, I can hear you beautifully. So what, what's in, well, why don't we just do an, a process together? And this is all part of the Rocksteady program and you can do this alone. People don't need a therapist to do this. However, I'm not going to lie to you. It is lovely to have therapy support, especially when we're going through really deep, dark, difficult sensations. But Sean, why don't you, do, you sit nice and tall, do a little body scan right now. And I want you to feel in real time, 2019. What sensations am I noticing right now? And just tell us what you're noticing with no judgment. We're all holding you here and everyone's so grateful you're doing this. The main thing I notice is uh, kind of a bobbing, mm -hmm. um, swaying Great. type sensation. And whereabouts is it located in your body? Um, well, I'm actually doing a standing scan, so I'm feeling it um, a little in my legs, but mainly in my head. Great, so in your legs and your head. And yep. explain the bobbing and the sway to me. Is the bob up, down, forwards, back? Uh, forwards, back, maybe a little side to side. Yep, and the sway, which way is the sway going? Uh, uh, forward, back. Okay. Uh, no, it's, no, it's more side to side. I'm sorry, it's more side to side. Left, right? Is it spiraling? Uh, really no, describe it's, it to us. It's, it's like uh, you're floating. It's like you're, uh, like I'm floating. Like, um, Beautiful. Um, just kind of floating here. Like, uh, you know, talked about it being on a boat. You know, but, yeah. not, but, but not near that. Like a canoe? Um, more like a raft, maybe. Like a raft? Great. Yeah, so what I want you to do is breathe into that feeling. It's in your legs and your head. Just give it space. Give it 100% of your attention, not part of your attention. Give it all of your attention and bring loving kindness to the beautiful forward and back, side to side, bobbing, swaying, floating feelings and just be like, wow, that is fascinating. Get really curious and loving towards what you feel in your miraculous body. There is nothing abnormal about any of these sens sensations. These sensations are custom designed for you right now. Your body wants you to feel these things. So just go, okay, body. So you're giving me these sensations. How interesting. Breathe into them, give them space, and do not resist them. Remove all judgment, criticism, and rejection. You do not need to medicate this or get rid of this. Just tell me how you're going with this process of bringing loving or and curiosity to what you feel in the present moment. I find it, I find it challenging to uh, love the sensations and I think that's where I, I didn't say I you had to love them. Bring loving attention to them. Okay, Big difference. Yeah. Bring loving attention. Hold them in a bubble of curiosity. You don't have to love them or like them, but you can still appreciate the fact that they're coming. Because they're making those sensations for you to feel them. They're not for me. They're not for anyone else on the call. They're custom designed for you and only you. So just be curious. And as you're curious, be loving. Not judgmental, not critical. 
loving I attention. It, yeah, I do find it interesting. The more that I try to pay it, to try to really sense them or, or feel them, they, they, they somewhat diminish while I'm doing that. So let's just be curious about that because all you're doing is you're telling your brain, oh, these aren't a problem. These aren't a threat. I'm going to bring loving attention towards this. And your brain's like, all right, that's different. So your brain's now treating them differently, right? Mm -hmm. So just bring loving attention to them. Now, whatever you have remaining of your sensations, because remember, we're not trying to get rid of them. We actually want to talk to them. I want you to actually allow them to move out of your body. And I want you to look at them as though you've got an interactive screen in front of you, maybe arm's length in front of you. And I want you to let the bobbing, swaying, floating sensations from your legs and your head actually shift onto the screen in front of you. And I want you to look at them, look at the sensations, just like you're looking at an art sculpture. Okay. What do you see? Let them have shape. Just let yourself be really uninhibited here. What do you see on the screen? It's funny. It kind of looks like a cloud. Yep. What colors? Um, it looks like blue, maybe light blue. Yeah, blues. A lot, white, a lot of white. Great. And what shapes or sizes? Um, like big, you know, big billowy circles great beautiful i love that word so it's a lot of circularity going on yeah yeah yep. so now what i want you to do is to get really into your heart and out of the head okay which we don't do very often so if this feels a bit weird silly or ridiculous you're right on track i want you to imagine that this feeling this cloudy blue push pull bobby sway feeling on your screen can actually talk to you in english and just notice what kind of personality does it have? What would it say? And just go like, hey, I'm Sean. What do you got for me? How, what you doing here? How can I support you? Like literally just talk to it in the same way as you would talk to some random dropping in at your house. And, and, oh. yeah, go on. and talk us through even your resistance. Talk us through what's happening for you as you ask these questions. Well, I guess I feel a little silly. Perfect. You're right on track. Because remember, when you feel silly, you're actually engaging new neurons. When you're not feeling silly, you're in the same old stuck pathways. The whole premise of neuroplasticity feels a bit silly and ridiculous because it's brand spanking new. So yeah, when you it feels, yep. it feels silly, it feels foreign. It's, I'm having a hard time getting it to speak English to me. Just, just be patient with yourself. Yeah. Drop into your heart and get out of your judgment because you're judging yourself right now. Silliness is a judgment. It's like, ah, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. You're a full-grown man. Just put that aside. Car park that judgment and actually talk to the sensations in your body. You've got them on a screen in front of you. They're coming to you for a reason. Ask them, what are you here for? What message do you have for me? 
if these sensations are like a text message from your soul saying, Sean, wake up, you've got to hear this, what is the message? You want me to answer that, answer that question or just ask yeah. that's the question I should be asking? No, answer it. And because if you could answer this, this is going to help you. It's going to help everyone on the call. This is a confidential space. You're being held. And they've got so many thanks coming through the chat box. So you're really held right now. Trust your body. Your body is not giving you these sensations for no good reason. I keep telling myself that. And you need to be willing and brave to hear the message. And it's often very simple and it's often very familiar to you because it's been in the back of your brain for a long time. Generally speaking, it is not rocket science. Mm -hmm. Wow, I'm asking it why it's here. Don't ask it why. Remember, why is toxic? Oh, um, okay, okay. How? What are you asking me? What, what, what is it? What wisdom do you have for yeah. me? Or how can I support you? Because sometimes our sensations are like a little part of us that's like, I feel neglected. I feel abandoned. I feel like you ignore me. I feel like you just do what everybody else wants you to do and you don't listen to me. And the body's like having a little tantrum. And it's like, Sean, you're ignoring me. Right? So you need to figure mm -hmm. out what the voice is. Never ask why, always ask how can I support you or where is the wisdom in this? Yeah, I can't, I can't, I don't know if I'm getting an answer yet. I may have to work on this. Come on, stay, we'll stay with you. No comments, please, from the chat box. Unless you're encouraging Sean, no comments. I'll get my eyes closed anyway so I wouldn't be able to see him. Yeah. But just so people know, this is not a group therapy space. So people are supporting you saying, you've got this. Take your time. We're here for you. This is really helpful. Really appreciate you doing this, Sean. This is the kind of comments you're getting. So just look at the screen and get out of your head because your head's like questioning whereas your heart and your wisdom actually know very clearly what that cloud on the screen has to say. So you need to get well, out of your own way. Yeah, go on. The one thing that it seems, seems to be saying to me, I don't know that I'm... Just, just let it roll, brainstorm. No judgment here. I'll let you know if it's bullshit. I've got a really good radar. <laughs> Uh, it has something to do with paying attention, paying attention, more attention to it myself. Great. Great. And so just say to the cloud in your own words, okay, so what I'm hearing is you actually want me to pay you more attention. How can I best do that? Get guidance from it. Get as much details as you can. How can I pay you more attention? What could I change in my daily life that would help you feel more attended to? Well, 
have been very symptom focused and well that's not going to help your body is it it's going to keep your body blocked in the pain so what's your body asking you for your body's like i need you on my team here yeah yeah start focus to stop focusing on that and start focusing on physical health yep so what i want you to do right now because let's just be action focused i'm a real realist is with your eyes closed and with this cloud on your screen I want you to start, and everybody can join in this. This is a general exercise that even I can do. I want you to start noticing everything about your body that is actually healthy and functional and works. And let's just start with the fact your voice box works. Your ears are working to hear me. And my heart, my lungs, they function really well. Keep going. Uh, Intestinal tract is working well exceptional amazing keep going Uh, um vision isn't bad for an old guy (laughs) well you're on this call you're joining a chat box you've got you're obviously functional yeah um keep going i got all my hair yeah keep going um I'm standing, so I'm not. It's not like my sense of balance is so bad that I can't stand. I can walk. Great. I can run. You're not a quadriplegic. My, you got moving no. limbs. I can ride my bike. I can hold my grandson. Amazing. I Notice can, the relationships in your life. How do you relate to the world around you? What's working there? Uh, two awesome grandchildren. Yep. Uh, loving wife of 34 years counting and what's your connection to yourself well i think that's that's part of what this cloud's telling me is there hasn't been much of one yeah great so you need to learn how to fall in love with sean and no, no one on this call can tell you how to do that i know and you know what? I, I find self-love a bit icky like part of me is not very warm and fuzzy i grew up with brothers and I, I, the language that really helps me with this part of the process is awe, A-W-E. In what ways can I fall in awe of myself? And that's been really game-changing for me. So just find ways to fall in awe of who you are, of the human that you are. And the last thing I want to ask you, because you're doing so well, because this is really next level, that spiritual healing, you've gone through the emotions and the resistance and all of that, is ask the cloud, like, what are we doing on this planet? What's our purpose? How are we connecting and giving back to the planet? Are we treating the planet like it's our waste rubbish bin? Are we contributing in any way? Like, how are we actually validating our purpose and connection to the planet? Because we are all a part of the planet, whether we realize it or not. Next level. And I might leave that for you as homework because that's pretty deep. But if you do have any insights here that you want to share... Because for me, I really feel that my role in this planet is to be embodied, to be a walking, living body scan and to bring that as to many people on this planet as I can because we need to be connected in order to really make decisions that are going to nurture Mother Earth. 
And if we're all walking around treating her like she's a rubbish dump in a landfill, we're killing the very thing that's giving us life. Right? So whatever our purpose is, it's very unique and different and it might take you some time to find that, but that could be part of your healing too. You need to feel connected and earthed. Yeah, I think for me it has more to do with personal relationships. Yeah, which is still part of the planet. Mm-hmm. So we've got the relationship to ourself, relationship to others in our immediate circles, and relationship to community and planet. All are equally important. It always starts with self. Well, it's definitely telling me I haven't been paying enough attention to self. Beautiful. And do you feel like you've got some strategies to explore with that? I mean, it's really good to go back to what you were doing as a kid or a teenager. Just think, what was I doing when I was actually connected to myself and a little bit more egocentric and bringing sometimes some of that play and exploration back into our lives? Um, But just brainstorm whatever is going to help you fall in awe of yourself again. That's your new homework. It's got nothing to do with symptoms anymore. It's got to do with Sean as a human. Is that something that you, you, you just ponder on or is it something you meditate on or both? Um, I, I, are you in the program? I do module four, do the vision board. Yeah. Module four, the vision board will bring that clarity to you. Yeah. I've just, I've just made notes of what we did with Sean. So you guys can copy and paste that from the chat box because there's some really good questions in there for everyone. All right. Thanks, Sean. Are you happy to end end that there on behalf of everybody? Thank you. There was people literally crying while you were doing that. Thank you everybody. Thank you, Joy. Cheers. Bye. All right. Well done. So I'm going to keep on going through. And Annette, just for you, that's how you talk with your anger, right? Sean just role modeled what you do. Locate it in your body, give it shape, give it texture, chuck it out on an interactive screen in front of you so you've got that distance from it. Talk to it, ask it, what wisdom do you have for me and how can I support you, right? So bring it into the heart. And notice how that comes through the body. Monica, do anti-anxiety medications work for triple PD? If so, what one would you recommend? I absolutely do not recommend medications and that is not my, that is not what people come to me for. People come to me for neuroplasticity and generally to get off medications. Temporarily, you may or may not need them. Um, That is a choice between you and your doctor. Uh, I don't recommend them at all. She says, my revised question is, after having sustained a head injury and living with VHIT as normal, so video head impulse test is abnormal, is a very small finding and you can have an extremely normal life because your brain will adapt so beautifully to a video head impulse asymmetry in your horizontal canals or in any canal. So will will vestibular therapy help me with my ongoing dizziness? Absolutely, and all of the exercises in the Rocksteady program are custom designed for exactly those issues. So that's the exercises through Module 1 and Module 3. Patty, I always feel symptom-free whenever I ride my four-wheeler or swing and sometimes when I'm in the pool. Does that mean I need to do these things more often? Generally speaking, when we're riding the four-wheeler, when we're on a swing or in the pool, we have boosted proprioceptive touch function right we're touching water we're touching a steering wheel we're touching a swing so it could mean that by boosting your access to touch that you will actually be feeling more in connection with your body and a little bit like sean discovered giving your body more attention rather than externalizing so just have a go at potentially 
walking with your hands in your hips or walking with your hand on your chest like a um, self-compassion hands, which is in the bonus audios in the Rocksteady program. And see how you go when you boost your proprioception, your literal sense of touch in your body. That is one-third of your balance system and that is also an emotionally soothing part of our system. When we get in touch with our skin, we feel soothed. And if you think about a crying baby or a two-year-old having a tantrum, God bless them, we cuddle them, we touch them, we wrap them up, we cocoon them. Touch is emotionally soothing and it's balancing. We need touch for our balance. We need touch for our emotions. Use proprioception. Get back in your body. That is why going to see a psychologist is often not the answer because psychologists are not trained at getting us back in our bodies. There's many amazing things psychologists do and they're wonderful and I recommend therapy to anyone who needs it. But they, that is not the answer to the full, big, um, complex situation. We need to be in our bodies. And at this talk on the weekend, a PhD psychologist spoke and she actively gets people out of their bodies. She actively gets people ignoring, dismissing, distracting what they feel, putting on a podcast and walking so they're not in their bodies. And I couldn't disagree with her more. That is a distraction technique and it's a babysitting technique. It's just avoidance. In order to truly heal using neuroplasticity, you have to incorporate touch. And a lot of people will say they feel really good when they're really in contact with touch. So just notice how you can play with that. So we've got a huge amount of thank yous coming through for you, Sean, on the chat box. So make sure you have a read there. Um, someone's just asked a pretty good question that I'm going to answer on the chat box. Are there separate modules for vertigo, dizziness and tinnitus? And Sean said, you're welcome, everyone. And my answer to that, Annie, is no, because the program is not about your symptoms. The program is about you as a human. And dizziness and tinnitus and vertigo all have the same mechanism. They have exactly the same healing pathway. They are both invisible sensations that we don't like. One happens to be coming through the auditory nerve, which is a sound perception. One is coming through the vestibular nerve, which is a micro-movement sensation. They're both actually the same thing, carrying through the brain, going through filters, being impacted in very similar ways. The healing process is identical. This is not about your sensations or symptoms. It's about you as a human and how you are healing physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. If I made a program focused on just tinnitus, it would make everybody worse, right? Because we're pulling the attention away from the tinnitus and back into your body. Evan says, but doesn't being in our bodies make us reinforce the sensations? No, Evan, only if you're in your body with judgment, criticism, self-rejection and self-hatred. Do you actually take on the Rocksteady program and bring self-compassion, self-kindness, self-love, self-awe and self-acceptance? You will love being in your body. You will return home to your body. You will feel in your body and say, oh my God, now I can finally relax. I'm finally feeling relief because your sensations will begin to be reinterpreted as normal pieces of wisdom instead of abnormal things that you want to get rid of it's all about being in the body with presence loving attention that sean beautifully demonstrated and compassion and you need to learn those skills we are not taught them in school and our parents for many of us don't teach us either someone else says if i'm right you are telling me that tinnitus vertigo are the result of some depressive state and feelings no that's not what i'm saying at all any good answer, laugh out loud, Evan, uh-huh. Molly, would you describe the relationship between anxiety and dizziness? I will briefly, Molly, but to be honest, I have a whole YouTube channel that really covers this in detail. 
Vestibular or balance or even tinnitus information comes in through the ears. Tinnitus information is probably really passing along the auditory nerve. The balance information is passing along the vestibular nerve. And as those nerves come together, they form the one nerve, which is the eighth cranial nerve, carrying all hearing and balance information through the brain stem in the midbrain, through to the cortical regions of the brain, where the brain interprets it and decides what to do with it. On that journey, it passes through the limbic system, the amygdala, the hippocampus, and all of our emotional areas. And their job is to decide, is this signal safe or is this signal dangerous and a threat to my life? For you guys with symptoms, for whatever reason, you have decided and your brain has decided that your sensations or sounds are a dangerous threat, just like a saber-toothed tiger. So your body is doing everything it can to get rid of it, just like it would try and get rid of a saber-toothed tiger. For those people who don't have tinnitus and vertigo, their body is getting exactly the same sensation and it's filtering through the emotional system going, boring, safe, not important. It's filtered out, we don't have any awareness of it and we carry on with our lives. Does that help answer your question, Molly? It's about the pathways that the data is processing through your brain and how we filter it. Mark, does the use of masking sounds when in quiet places reduce the effectiveness of neuroplasticity? I don't recommend any masking devices. I don't recommend you spend any money on your symptoms because all of that will just be reinforcing the problems. If you want to use masking devices just as a tool in your toolbox, it's no big deal, but do it because you love the sound the masking machine makes. Do it out of desire and love. Go surfing because you love the ocean. Right? Don't avoid the ocean out of fear. So if you're using the masking sounds to avoid the tinnitus because you hate it and you're afraid of it, you are actively reinforcing the rejection filtering system and keeping the problem alive. If you listen to the masking sounds because you love the masking sounds and it has nothing to do with the tinnitus, then just listen to it because you love it. That's desire, right? That keeps your brain in safety. All right. Oh, look, if you just Google me, Google Joey, YouTube, and Tinnitus or Dizziness, you'll find me. Um, Sarah says, in the Rocksteady program, do you help us create a daily meditation or practice to change the neuroplasticity? Absolutely. That is the exact foundations of the program. You custom design your own practice. I recommend that for beginners, you start with a five-minute practice three times a day, which is 15 minutes in total mostly because I want you to have something that's enough to give you momentum and to give you education and to get you familiar with the process without being overwhelming. So 15 minutes is a great start. My clients who go through the six modules again and again, so they keep going through the program and every time you go through the program, you learn new things about yourself, right? You go deeper. It's like a spiral. You go deeper and deeper and deeper every time. They will ditch the 15 minutes a day guideline and start to embody it in every aspect of their life so they're no longer practicing discrete amounts like a beginner they start to actually be using neuroplasticity while they're at the supermarket or while they're in the car or you know while they're waking up in the morning they will just embody the processes so yes you learn to design your own practice um, Sarah says I want to commit to the program but I feel like I should be able to figure this out myself based on what you've already helped me understand can you help me understand the difference in investing in your mentorship my one-on-one -on -one private therapy program is currently fully booked, so I cannot take on anyone until probably April next year at the earliest. So there's a huge time uh, waiting list at the moment. The Rocksteady program just helps make your life easier. You get live group calls to listen to. 
Um, if you join the program now, you'll actually get live group calls you can attend through September and October. You get all the modules, all the resources, all the different physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual tools. You can do this alone, okay? Nobody needs the Rocksteady program. I did it alone and I did not have the Rocksteady program. It's just that it took me four years, right? <laughs> if you want the support and if you want to invest in the commitment and if you want to sharpen your educational resources and process, having a program is going to make it a lot easier for you and a lot more gracious. It's not that you can't do it alone. It's just that the program helps hold you in the process and give you guidance I've got some clients who get a bit lost and confused and they're like, I just don't know what to do today. And they actually log into their program and they click on any random link and they say every single time it's exactly what they need. So the program just really arms you with this amazing, robust toolkit that you can keep coming back to again and again and again because you own it for life. So hypothetically, if you heal yourself and then you have a relapse five years down the track for whatever reason, you can just go back to the program and help yourself heal through that again. Ruby says, I just bought pillow speakers, tiny little speakers, put in my pillow to listen to the rain while falling asleep and they're wonderful. Good on you. Burn, what about doing a body scan with music because in silence I tend to focus on the tinnitus? Like I say, if you love the music, listen to it out of love. But if you're listening to the music out of fear of facing your tinnitus, notice that you're just perpetuating avoidance. You need to face the music and you need to learn to find the beauty in the sounds of your body rather than ignore them, which just keeps them locked in that saber-toothed tiger threat area of your amygdala brain. You need to actually listen to the sound in your body and have curiosity and awe, just like Sean demonstrated. Um, okay, looks like the comments are getting away from me. Please address setbacks. How do you get back on task? Look, I've addressed this so many times in so many talks and very frequently in the Facebook group. Setbacks are normal. We're all human beings here. We're going to have difficult days, whether that's because of hormonal changes, car accidents or, you know, life. The bills add up. It's not about judging ourselves from yesterday to tomorrow. And if you're using language like I'm getting better, I'm getting worse, you're perpetually judging yourself. Shift out of the judgment and just be with yourself every day. Show up with what you feel and say, buddy, how can I support you through this? How can I support you through this? How can I support you through this? Stop comparing yourself to yesterday or tomorrow. That's keeping you locked in judgment. And that's how you never plateau. When you're constantly asking yourself, how can I support myself in this present moment? How can I find the wisdom in this present moment? You are always moving forwards and you're always giving yourself what you need. Okay. It is safe to say that vertigo and tinnitus are a result of a non-plastic brain. It is like human, the human body where you need to stretch it out, such as with brain games. No, vertigo and tinnitus are the result of absolutely normal inner ear data being interpreted as a threat. It's not about playing brain games. It's about facing your sensations and reinterpreting them as safe. It's about bringing curiosity, awe, and self-love. It's about bringing loving attention to the very thing you fear and hate. It's about completely transforming your relationship to your body and yourself. It's about finding the wisdom. It's not about brain games. Um, great. Some people have to go. Thank you. This has been amazing. I think this, this is a program everyone needs to do even if you don't have these symptoms. Absolutely. 
And it is a lot of lifelong skills that you can pass on to children, Carrie. You're absolutely spot on. A lot of my Rocksteady clients will actually teach the compassion hands and the body scan to their kids or grandkids. Joey, I'm sold on Rocksteady, limited income. Apply for a scholarship. Last year alone, I gave away $70,000 in scholarships. They are limited. This is actually coming from me personally, so I cannot financially support everybody. Your best bet at getting a scholarship is tell us what you can afford, explain your situation in detail, and if we can support you, we will. Um, great. So I've got a lot of thank yous coming through the chat box. I'm going to keep going through some of these submitted questions. And Kathy's actually said, I've done the seven-day program twice and going through the modules again, and it's different each time as I grow and change. Absolutely. Because every time we do module one or every time we do module two, et cetera, you are a whole new person. You've rewired so many neurons since the first time you went through the module. So as you keep going through the process and staying with your body and staying with the inquiry and the self-study, you're learning more and more every time. All right, Mitch, I have tinnitus. I've made great progress in diminishing the volume, but I'm just not sure how to make my brain feel what I want to feel. And like I said to a previous person, you do know how to make yourself feel what you want to feel. You have to stay committed to that question. And if you don't seek, you will not find. You know exactly what you do. So your question is, can you shed some light on that subject? Trust yourself, Mitch. You know what you want to feel and you actually know how to feel that. So you need to go deeper and be more honest with yourself. For example, if I want to feel calm, I know I can sit down, close my eyes and go to my breath and I will generate calm for me. That works for me, not for everyone, but for me. So you need to figure out your own little tricks and tools. Use the Rocksteady program to find out what works for you. You find out by experimenting. Carrie, if you've started the neuroplasticity process, how can you have some really good days and suddenly have bad ones? That's life, that's being human and to be honest, I think a lot of you people on this program are literally getting these symptoms because you're so unrealistic and have such high expectations of yourselves. Expect bad days. Don't be surprised by bad days. Have a fully executed plan ready to go for your bad days, your difficult days, whatever you want to call them, your challenges. Module 5 talks you through this. So just get rid of the expectations and the rigid deadlines and support yourself. Um, who do we have here? Melis says... I have sensations of being pushed around from the inside that is with me 24 hours a day. Is there a term for this type of dizziness? It doesn't matter what it's called. Call it whatever you like. What can cause this type of sensation? Anything physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Can I use neuroplasticity to fully recover? Absolutely. NAF, how does one listen to their body? It's by getting in touch with your sensations and non-judgmentally describing them and then asking yourself, do you have any wisdom for me? Sean demonstrated that beautifully. Katrina, lately I've began asking, what does my body need? What can I do for me, the inner me? I feel like this is a shift in the right direction. I'm not hearing any answers back yet from my body, so my question is, how do I listen to my body or how can I hear its answers? Katrina, are you live on this call and would you like to come live? Because I think Sean answered that really beautifully, but if you want to come live, we could possibly do another demonstration. Shelley says, I would like advice on dealing with setbacks. I've already answered that. Goncalo, it's important to have a clear diagnosis. All the specialists have said different things. I know, honestly, Goncalo, that is a really difficult part for everybody. You don't need a clear diagnosis as long as you have medical clearance. Some of my clients have been diagnosed with Meldevachman, Triple PD, vestibular migraine, and BBBV. Like they've got a handful of diagnoses. 
The Rocksteady program is still the same process to heal because it's no longer about your symptoms. It's about you as a human. So it's not about your triple PD, Goncalo. It's about Goncalo, right? So hold your diagnosis slightly. Be grateful for your medical clearance and move forwards focusing on what you want to feel. Marina, I'm having a recurrence of triple PD that was completely gone for two years, which is wonderful. What types of things might trigger recurrence and are recurrences common? In my practice, what I typically see, the recurrence comes from people not feeling good enough, not feeling lovable, not feeling that they're really allowed to put themselves first. There's guilt, there's shame, there's a lot of emotional, spiritual triggers. But Marina, we have no idea what it is for you. That's for you to explore for yourself. But I would really look at those deeper questions, those deeper fears. Um, Ruby, if you want to find my program, go to seekingbalance.com.au and there will be a special offer released at the end of this call. So for those of you who are signing off, if you want to start the program, you'll have a special coupon emailed to you for participating in this call so you can uh, save about $1,200. Maria, will vestibular therapy exercises help me with current diagnosis? What can help me? Will I ever feel normal? Vestibular therapy exercises are all included in the Rocksteady program. And I think taking a holistic integrated approach beyond physical therapy and looking at physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual is more important than just the one linear approach. Doesn't matter what your test results are. Doesn't matter what your diagnosis is. If you have any unwanted sensations in your body, you are better off taking a holistic integrated approach. <clears throat> and yes, you can return back to, to work because the, the body is so robust. Excuse me. <clears throat> the body is so very robust. So give yourself time. Head injuries can take a good two years to fully recover um, just because it's such a complex area of the brain. Head injuries need to be treated with a lot of care. So take your time and get back to work when you can. Karen says, Joey, your program enabled me to get on a plane after five years of avoiding. I took you and your program to Italy recently and wanted to thank you. I'm slowly but surely healing. Thank you and thanks for being on the call. Susan, feeling so empowered having listened to this. Yes, I can do this. Absolutely. Katrina's ready to go on. Great. All right, Katrina. Hi there, Katrina. Can you hear me? I can, Joey. Yeah, can you hear me? Hi, beautiful, your beautiful Irish accent, I can. Thanks, <laughs> so, your lovely Australian accent. <laughs> that's a good thing. So um, you feel like you're ready to ask more of those questions and you are definitely on the right track. So what does my body need? What can I do for me, the inner me? And you're not yet really hearing any answers back in English. No. <laughs> so the body doesn't talk English and I think that's really important. People remind themselves of that fact. The body does talk to us yeah. but it generally talks in pain. Right. So right. We'll, we'll often feel cold and we're like, OK, well, my body's telling me to put a jumper on or we'll feel like we've got to do a poo. So we're like, OK, my body's telling me I've got to find a toilet or we feel hungry and we interpret it. Oh, my body's telling me I, I should try and get a meal ready. Right. Yeah. So we're actually interpreting those sensations into the, the language that is English or whatever English, what, sorry, whatever language we use, because this is a global program. So your body doesn't use language. But because we're capable of it, we can actually interpret. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And so it's through practice and through honouring and trusting our intuition that that answer or that pattern becomes very clear. So when I feel like, like I need to do a poo, 
I'm actually very certain I need to find a toilet. The action becomes very yeah. clear. Yeah. So it's like, it's almost like you become familiar with the intuitions. I think it's more we just learn to trust ourselves rather than, than pushing yeah. it aside and doubting ourselves. I yeah. guarantee you, you know what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> At a subconscious level, whatever it yeah. is your body's asking you to do will be very familiar to you. And you'll be like, oh, is that it? Like, is that it? It's like Sean yeah. kind of said, I think I need to give myself more attention. Like it's not rocket science. It's not groundbreaking, but it's profoundly life-changing. Right. Do you want to have a go at listening to your body now or does that feel too intimidating? <laughs> I, I'll try and be brave like Sean. Good on you. Great. Thank you so much. <laughs> so close your eyes. I want you to pop your hand on your heart and your belly. Okay. And just remind yourself that you're allowed to feel what you feel right now. You might be feeling a bit nervous. You might have a bit of kind of like public speaking anxiety going on. But know that you're in a safe, confidential space and everybody on this call is so grateful for you, potentially even envious of you. They're like, oh, I wish I was live. So just really know that you're held and you're exactly where you need to be. Yeah. Know that your body is deeply intelligent. It knows how to pump its heart, how to rewire its filters, how to do what it needs to do. You don't need to micromanage it. Take a step back and look at the actual beautiful complexity and perfection of your body. <clears throat> You're an aging human being. Things are changing. And your body is letting it know what it needs because as we change, things change. And I think it's also good to remind people, and I might just, as you're dropping in, I might just remind everyone on the call, from zero to 25, in that age bracket, we are discovering ourselves. We're learning how to use our body. We're individuating. We're literally learning how to use our arms and legs, how to speak, how to advocate for ourselves. It's a very egocentric part of our lives. From 25 to 50, we become parents. We enter motherhood and fatherhood and suddenly, hormonally, we're changing because it's all about building a family, building a home, building a career, even if you never have physical children. So I'm 35 and I don't have any children yet, <clears throat> but you guys are my children. Like I've built my business. I'm hormonally wired right now to care for you guys, my clients. That's the life stage I'm in. <clears throat> and I have energy to do that because that's where I'm at in my life at the moment. When I was under the age of 25 and perhaps when I'm over the age of 50, I won't have so much energy for that anymore. I'll just, I'll grow out of it, right? So from the ages of 25 to 50, our hormones are telling us to care for other people, cook for them, clean for them, love them. We're all about the other. And this is that real career phase and parenting phase. From the age of 50 to 70, we enter a very different phase in our lives where our hormones change again and suddenly we don't want to do stuff for other people. We're like, actually, I've got physical, mental and emotional wisdom here. I've been on this world long enough. I know what I want. I've got a voice. I've got creative projects and you can go cook your own dinner. I need to focus on me now because I've cooked enough dinners for you. I've driven you enough to hockey and I've you know, sat there rubbing your back while you're sick for long enough. Now I want to put some time back into me. So when we enter that 50 to 70 bracket, we're happy to babysit kids on occasion, but we want to give them back. And then from 70 to death, that's when we enter our years of the wise elder and we slow down and we really move into a lot of listening and witnessing. Wisdom comes in a, a different capacity. 
So just notice where you are in your life stages as you begin to listen to your body because things that were normal to you last decade might not be really relevant anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we have to actually listen to our body and listen to the changing stages and phases of our lives. We can't remain perpetually adolescents or perpetually mothers or perpetually fathers. We have to actually grow beyond that and be our fullness in ourselves. So as you notice what you're feeling right now, what are you noticing? Um, in my body, physically. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's a heaviness in my head. Mm-hmm. That my head is heavy. Great. What colour and shape would you give it? Um, it's like a block of concrete, you know, like mm-hmm. a building Perfect. block yeah. with the what? cavities in it. So it's like grey? Yeah, yeah. Like grey stone. Yep. It's big. It's quite large. Yeah. Just allow yourself to put that on that interactive screen in front of you. So you're allowing it to leave your body, leave your head, and you can just look at it. Give it full loving attention. You're not getting rid of it. You're bringing it front and center. And often these feelings don't want to be suppressed and squashed. They actually want to be front and center. And that helps them process and it helps them get their message across. So look at this big chunk of concrete and just notice it. What qualities does it have when you really see it? Just be witness to it. Be curious. Be open and be willing. It's moving around slowly on the screen. Mm-hmm. Like as if it's rotating around. Mm-hmm. It just wants you to see all of it. So just let it be on show. Yeah. And ask it, what wisdom do you have for me or how can I support you? And notice that this answer might come to you in a metaphor, in an image, in a song. It's not necessarily going to come in English. So just be really open to how you interpret it. Just let yourself feel the answer. wants to move outside of my head well you've done that so maybe it's just it's just enjoying its freedom for now because you have to understand (laughs) those feelings don't belong in you they're not you and it's better for you and it's better for those feelings whether it's guilt shame expectation whatever it's better for everyone and everything that they are out of the body okay that energy emotions are just uh um their movements, their vibrations of energy that have no density. We can't poke them and touch them. They're not like wood, concrete, muscles or blood. Okay, so they can move very rapidly in and out. We take on emotions as quickly as we can remove emotions. But when we're holding on to emotions that are not ours, it drains us, it exhausts us. And it's important you can remove it from your body, take a good look at it and just check in with it. You can't process anything that is not yours, right? You can't therapize stuff that is not yours. You have a choice. You either live with it or you release it. 
So tell me, what does this concrete represent? I'm not sure yet. Yes, you are. Just keep <laughs> staying with it. I think I even know what it is. So just stay with really? it. Yeah, I think you know. I feel maybe some kind of restriction. It feels like a restriction. Yep. Just keep being with it. It could even be a belief, Katrina. So see if you can really see what it is with clarity. Because the more clear you are on seeing it, the more you can clearly release it. Belief, I never thought of that. Um, <clears throat> and just feel into it. Don't think too much about it. Just feel into yeah, it. Yeah. probably feel blocked about getting through this um you know many years yep so like i'm not good enough i'm not enough i can't do this alone i can't heal myself i'm a failure that kind of belief yeah i can't heal myself <clears throat> yeah yep and i'm also wondering whether the the big concrete block rec represents your expectations your expectations that you should heal that you should feel this that you should be here you should be there right right all bullshit all completely holding you back yeah N none of that belongs in you you shouldn't be anywhere and you shouldn't be doing or feeling anything you just are what you are it's as simple as that yeah so i want you to look at that concrete block and tell it to leave your body Leave my body. Yeah, those expectations are not yours. They're societies. They're not serving yeah. you and it's not your truth. Because you are whole, Katrina. You don't even need to heal. You need to see how beautiful and whole you are already. It's not about healing. It's about growing. It's about feeling what you feel with openness and readiness to say, how can I support this? I'm not broken. I'm just working with what I have today. It's a completely different philosophy, different expectation, different judgment. Yeah. It's coming from true loving kindness, true openness, true curiosity, not the pseudo inauthentic stuff of I love myself and I go to yoga and I'm doing everything I can, but really I'm just still judging and expecting myself all day long. Yeah. So I want you to look at this concrete block and say, what wisdom do you have for me? You don't belong inside of me. What am I learning from you as I release you? That if I remove the block, I can see a gap. Yep. It's like a gap in a wall that you can look through. Mm-hmm. And what's the wisdom there? 
you're not actually removing it. Maybe that's the wrong terminology. You're releasing it. It's effortless. You're just not gripping onto it anymore. You're just not holding it anymore. You're just opening your fingers and letting it fly out of you. So what's the wisdom in this and how can you support yourself through this? What are your next steps? What do you think? To not see, to not see the, the block as being so insurmountable. Yeah, just let it go. Like literally it look go. at it with eyes of love and let it go. It's, it's kind of like being in primary school or something and there's a bully. Like there's someone who is actively aggressive and mean and a bully. And that, that person doesn't have to be front and centre in our life. We can see them. We can give them space. We don't have to actively go and talk to them, engage with them, try and become their friend, you know. You can just have that healthy space between things you see. And the less energy you give this concrete block, the less it's going to be present in your world. It'll be like a distant memory of, oh, yeah, remember that time I had high expectations on myself and I thought I was broken? like a long lost memory yeah so what can you actively do to help yourself release this this concrete block what would help you feel reassured and filled up so when you're fully full of katrina when you're full of her wisdom, her love, her grace, her kindness, there is no space for external expectations. There is no space for fears. Okay, so when you're full of Katrina's pure wholeness and fullness, there's actually no space for that block. <clears throat> it's a form of protecting yeah. ourselves. So what are you going to fill up with? Yeah, with ease. Great. So you need to do things that feel easy for you. So go through the Rocksteady program and pick any exercises that feel very easeful, very nurturing, very reassuring. They're filling you up, right? That's protective. Okay. Do activities with, with friends and family that feel easeful. And I'm wondering if you need a bit of reassurance, like make reassurance really front and center in your daily practice. Self-reassurance, not reassurance from me, not reassurance from a health professional or family friend, like self-reassurance from Katrina. Yeah, that's probably something I never do, actually, yeah. Okay, this is, this is going to change your life. When you have your own little inner cheer squad, it is a game changer. I can tell you from experience, I was very critical, highly anxious, depressed, you name it, totally wanted to die, completely suicidal. Bringing in self-reassurance is the reason I am here today. And these are things that no one else could say for me. I had to hear it. I had to give it to myself and I had to listen to it. 
So I want you to give yourself reassurance in writing. I want you to give yourself reassurance in your mind. I want you to give yourself reassurance vocally out loud and I want you to record it on your phone and listen to it. Click play. Okay, yeah. I want you to write your own little self-compassion hands and reassure Katrina and actually click play. Okay. Okay, because you need to get better at hearing your own voice of reassurance. And giving it, both, giving and receiving. Yeah, yeah. Great. So isn't that beautiful? You had that concrete block in your head. <laughs> right? So you see the light at the end of the tunnel is like, oh, well, all right then. I have something to work with now. Yeah, yeah. Great. So you've got lots of thank yous through the chat box. Is there anything you want to share with the listeners before we mute you? Um, just a huge thank you. Absolute pleasure. I'm still in my pajamas, by the way. <laughs> so nice <laughs> <bedtime> here. <laughs> All right. So lots of reassurance and let us know how you go. If you're going to join in the future live group calls, let us know how you go. Thanks so much, Joey. Beautiful. Bye now. All right, so we probably are running out of time. We've got so many questions still that we're just not going to have time to get through. Evan said, what if my body says quit work and stay home all the time? And I think, Evan, you know, you have to be able to distinguish when you're listening to your body and when it's just your mind creeping in. You know what's workable, what's possible, what's functional. And I would say quitting work is pretty extreme. You might take some temporary time off or you might cut back your workload or you might change your working situation. Um, and staying home all the time is never the answer. We need variability. We need variety. You might stay home for a day. I love a day on the couch reading a book, doing nothing. And for me, that is extremely healing. But that's one day on the couch. It's not the whole lifetime on the couch. So be realistic. Great. So many thank yous going towards um, both Katrina and Sean. Thank you so much. Yose says, could you please elaborate a bit on hyperacusis? It's exactly what I've said about before. It's um, the sounds are being interpreted as though they're a saber-toothed tiger and they're not a saber-toothed tiger. It's a complete misunderstanding. It's a very normal situation. So your body's going through all the, the appropriate fight, flight, freeze responses. So there's nothing abnormal about your brain. It's just purely a misunderstanding at that filtering point where the sound in hyperacusis patients is being interpreted as a dangerous, loud, imposing force. So it's like a saber-toothed tiger or a violent situation when it's not. It's a misunderstanding. It's a false alarm. Does that help you, Yosei? Loved every single bit of detail you explained, says Hira. And Jose says, yes, thank you. So the process is the same. The process for healing these conditions is the same. Thank you for addressing hyperacusis. My pleasure. Um, I might just get through a few more and we'll finish up in the next 10 or so minutes. But for those of you who are signing off, there is going to be a special coupon emailed to you. If you want to start Rocksteady and you haven't, <clears throat> this is your invitation to save quite a lot of money to join the program at a reduced rate and get a bonus capacity to join in the live group calls from September 3 through to October 15th. The live calls are just absolutely sensational. You get peer support, you can ask questions, you can get therapy with me, all of that. The group calls are just amazing. You do have access to recordings already in the Rocksteady group. So in the minute you sign up, there's 18 recorded calls you can listen to. 
but joining the new live calls will make it 24 calls altogether. So um, just check your email for that coupon if you want to sign up and if you feel ready and you feel like it's appropriate for you, you can save $1,200. Um, Colleen says, are vestibular migraines really a migraine or just a category they put us in? Yes, it is definitely a migraine. You do not need any form of headache to have a migraine. Migraines are some of the most complex and interesting phenomena. I get vestibular migraine permanently. So <laughs> I said that wrong. I've had vestibular migraine. I no longer get it at all, but it's very, 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 very common in the population. So I've completely overcome mine. Mine was at a time when I had complete emotional overwhelm. I had a number of different life traumas and it was just a period of years of pushing through and that's what resulted in my vestibular migraine, which I've now completely healed and reversed and overcome. So I didn't have headache. I had visual auras and spotting and this and that. Yes, of course it can be reversed. Your body is amazing. I'm telling you, people don't know how robust and redundant their bodies are. The more people would believe in how powerful they are, the easier it would be for their healing. Um, so Manisha says, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of her question here. I'm working on reducing anxiety and coming back into awareness of my body. It's a little bit frightening and I need to understand why I'm feeling movement when there isn't movement confusing me. Manisha, don't ask why. You're feeling it just because you're feeling it. It just is. Ask yourself, how can I support this? Change the question to change the answer. If you're asking why, you're very unlikely to get wisdom. You're likely to get confusion. Ask, how can I support this feeling? Just trust that it's there. Trust the divine timing of nature and flow with it. Don't resist it. Support it. Um, Bijoa. The doctors tell me that it's probably many years. Doctors tell me unlikely to go away. Don't always listen to the doctors. All I can say is they are not all specialists in the ears and sometimes they give bogus information. So just hold it lightly. I've tried to manage my stress, particularly through body scan meditation. Have not had a vertigo attack for six months. That's great. Other symptoms like sensitivity to sound have decreased. Well done. Ringing in my ears is constant. It goes up and down in volume. Is there something that I need to live with or could it go away over time? Just get into the Rocksteady program and learn how to reset and rewire your system. Bajoa, I think it will be really helpful for you. So, yes, you can overcome it and you can return to completely normal living if you give yourself that opportunity and if you make those choices that Katrina and Sean have really beautifully role modeled in making it a holistic process. And Jose's also said, I've overcome severe normal migraine completely. So that's also offering help to others. Um, Elvira, if someone has physical reason that could be making them feel like they're bobbing and swaying, can you still help them? Absolutely. Anyone who has any unwanted sensation, whether it's a sound or a micro movement or even pain, we have a lot of chronic pain people in this course as well, will benefit from the Rocksteady process. You're learning how to feel what you want to feel more often. I mean, it's not rocket science and who would not benefit from feeling what you want to feel more often? Susan, I'm so overwhelmed with vestibular migraine, nausea and tinnitus, finding it hard to find any joy right now. Concerned I won't be able to change my neurons with this overwhelming feeling. Does Rocksteady help deal with anxiety from all of this? Absolutely. It's all about knowing I'm allowed to feel what I feel right now. The question is, where is the overwhelm in your body? What color and shape does it have? Put it on an interactive screen and talk to it. What wisdom is it bringing you? Go to the bottom of the wisdom. Ask, how can I support you? What wisdom are you bringing me? Don't try and get rid of it or understand why it's there. 
Um, beautiful. So I'm going to read that out loud, everyone, if, if that's okay with you, Adele. She says, I purchased the Rocksteady program a year ago, and now I'm actually ready to begin. Joey said that we'd know when it was the right time for us, and I see now I was waiting to be rescued, and somehow I knew the program would be about self-reliance, and I found that fear inspiring. That's different now. I'm hanging in the Facebook group and listening today along with some other work around accepting and allowing. And that's exactly right. This program is for everyone, but at the same time, not everyone's ready, not everybody's willing, and not everybody's suitable. And if anyone's feeling desperate, they're wanting external fixes, they're not ready to take responsibility for their healing, which is very empowering but also very scary, then they're just not quite ready yet. And if you're not ready today, it doesn't mean you're not ready tomorrow. So just be really open and honest with yourself. There's no rush. Nobody needs to do the Rocksteady program. It's just a resource that's there for you when you're ready for it. Hope. Are there any studies done on the effect of hormones on triple PD and migraines? Absolutely. Hormones impact us on such a huge level. And the best way to balance out your hormones would be to get into the emotional, spiritual side of healing. The more we have loving kindness towards ourselves, the more our hormones stabilize. When we're living in self-critique and self-rejection, our poor old hormones are firing off fight, flight, freeze all the time, and we're living in really high stress hormones, cortisols, adrenalines, etc. Does that help you, Hope? Hira, all I can say is keep going with the program because you're probably still over-investing too much faith in me fixing you. Go into Hira. So here is saying, I find your voice more soothing than the program at the moment. But all I can say is the program works and you have to go through the process. You have to ask yourself, what do I need? And you need to use the resources and really take responsibility for your healing. And it's beautiful that you love my voice, but I think that's actually a sign you're over-investing your faith in me instead of yourself. I can't heal anyone and I don't heal anyone. I give people the opportunity to do that for themselves. D, are people with chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia more likely to get Moldavachman syndrome and what does the treatment for it entail? D, I think you either resonate with the Rocksteady program or not. I'm not going to answer that question because it's really coming back into the why, why, why. Until you're ready to move beyond diagnosis, hold the chronic fatigue lightly, hold the fibromyalgia lightly, hold the Moldavachman lightly and focus on how can I support myself, where is the wisdom in this, and what do I want to feel? That is the only way in my mind that you can ever truly heal. Because there are so many treatments out there for chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia and Moldavachman that would just keep you locked in the goose chase of external solutions. Go within. Um, Helene, my question is what exercises do you suggest when a wonky day appears? I would go through the module five exercises, Helene, and look at that. It's also covered in module one and the bonus audios. Patricia, I've had chronic BPPV. I've been through rock steady. It's helped so much. I've had not quite right feelings and I try to accept them. Do you have any neuroplasticity advice for me with this situation? Just ask yourself, what do I need physically? What do I need mentally? What do I need emotionally? What do I need spiritually? Go into the program and actually use it for your day-to-day -day needs. And if you've got not quite right feelings lingering and arising, I would question Am I giving myself enough self-love? Am I giving myself enough loving attention? Am I truly honoring myself or am I still pushing through? Am I still telling myself I should be this, I should be that? Um, Elizabeth, in your clinical experience, have you noticed that the nature of dizziness may change during the healing process? Absolutely. 
If so, why does this happen? Humans are dynamic and changing all the time. It's all about context. When our relationship to our symptoms change, the actual perception of the symptoms change. But I wouldn't even call them symptoms. They're sensations. They're purposeful. They're messages from your body. And if you're still calling them symptoms, you are still locked in judgment and you are nowhere near healing. Do people get a return of old symptoms during the healing process? Some people do, yeah, but it's not about comparing yourself to yesterday. It's about showing up. What do I feel right now? How do I find the wisdom in it? How do I support myself? So stop comparing. Many foods seem to aggravate my dizziness. Is it possible to heal this through neuroplasticity so I may eat a wide variety of foods again? Yes, you can re-adapt and readjust to foods and you can always get a an, an nutritional advice on that using elimination and reintroduction. But you know what? The most important part there is your emotional relationship to yourself. If you're eating food out of fear or worried that it's going to cause an upset in your belly, you're releasing stress hormones and fight-flight-freeze response, which is not going to enable you to digest your food. In order to digest safely, you need to be calm, relaxed, and enjoy. Four, is it possible to falsely externalize causes for dizziness? If so, how do you identify this and undo unfounded fear of triggering factors? I'd probably get private therapy for that. Five, and that's the basis of what I do in private therapy with clients. Dizziness began during pregnancy and got worse postpartum. Sorry to hear that. Doctors say it may be hormonal. Absolutely. Hormones are absolutely huge. And it doesn't even matter what the tests say because hormones are changing, you know, all day long. Um, can neuroplasticity help to normalize potentially out-of-whack hormones? Absolutely, because for the simple reason you're learning to be self-kind, you're learning to self-soothe, you're learning to self-nurture, you're learning to self-reassure, that is your hormone rebalancing program. There is a fantastic book by Claudia Welsh called Balance Your Hormones to Balance Your Life. I highly recommend it. She's an Ayurvedic Chinese medicine practitioner, but just all-around human person. And I think it's really important information that she offers about lifestyle, food, chemicals, cleaning the house, all of that stuff. Um, Beautiful. So I hope that helps you there, Elizabeth. We've answered a bunch of questions. Karen, my question is related to triple PD. I've worked hard on finding steadiness and at times it feels that it's not present. It is actually always present inside of you. We're just not always aware of it. It's kind of like a gray day where you can't see the blue sky, but you know behind the gray clouds there is blue sky, right? So it's always there. The question is, are we able to perceive it? And are we patient enough to allow the clouds to pass? So the question is, should I keep doing the practices to reinforce neural pathways or should I not even think about them? Do what's best for you and do what helps you feel what you want to feel. And if the gray, gray clouds are clouding you, Karen, I, I would suggest that you, like Sean and like Katrina, there's something in there you've got to process and you've got to focus in on the gray clouds, talk to it, find the wisdom in it, support it, and then the blue sky will appear. Two, what is the difference between befriending and accepting your sensations and ignoring them? Oh, I'm pushing them away. I feel like I've answered this so many times. Befriending and accepting is coming from love. Ignoring and pushing away is coming from fear. So, Karen, if you're still on the call, I think you might have gone to bed now. I hope that helps. Three, is it a limiting belief that I'm anxious about anything? Definitely. Limiting beliefs are all stemming from fear and result in anxiety. Um, I'm worried that things will make my sensations worse. I'm confused. I in respect to triple PD, if I listen to my body, it is saying 
Give me some reassurance. Exactly. And please do give yourself reassurance. And I have the tools to do that, she says. However, my mind is saying there's nothing wrong with you. You're stuck in fight, flight, blah, blah, blah. Get on with your life and enjoy things. I often feel anxious that I want to get on with life now as the sensations have been with me for five years. I must add they are improving since doing work steady. Can you put some clarity on this, please? I think you need to do more of what Sean and Katrina demonstrated, Karen. You need to actually stare at your symptoms or sensations, put them on the interactive screen, see them in color, form, shape and size and talk to them. You need to find the wisdom in them and you need to actually process the challenge rather than just jump straight into feeling good. Okay, you can't skip honoring what you feel right now and seeking that wisdom. Vicky says, can someone feel pretty much off balance all day? Absolutely, especially if you focus on feeling off balance all day. Whatever we focus on perpetuates and grows. Whatever we focus on, we see and feel. So absolutely. Joe, can many years disease cause damage to other structures of the brain? Not that I'm aware of. Absolutely not. It is just an inner ear experience. Can you experience vestibular migraine many years? Yes, and it's extremely common. Okay, can you feel neuroplasticity working? Absolutely. You f it's, neuroplasticity is feeling. If you're not feeling it, you're not doing it, right? When you're feeling something, you're firing it. When you're firing it, you're wiring it. When you're wiring it, you're changing yourself through neuroplasticity. You must be feeling in order to be healing. And that will be sometimes feeling sensations, seeking the wisdom, feeling the relief, and then being able to move on to feeling what I desire to feel. So as I go surfing, I feel the fear. I'm terrified of the ocean, but then I feel the reassurance. I feel the gentle willingness. I feel the ocean. I feel I overcome the fear and I feel good. So there's a process of feeling and that entire process from fear to feeling safe and feeling achievement is all neuroplasticity. Is it safe to say that vertigo and tinnitus are a result of non-plastic brain? No, everybody's brain is plastic. It is like the human body where you need to straighten. No, not about brain games. Um, Bernard or burned, from what I've learned so far, my question is, what is your question? Do you have patients with strongly motion-related tinnitus that eventually succeeded in suppressing the noise? Yes. And then your next question is, for the body scan, is it necessary to be susceptible to special sensations? I wonder whether a particular body feeling besides and beyond pressure, temperature, tension and relaxation is required to be successful. I'm a brain guy and I'm not used to listening to the body. And that might be exactly what you need for your healing burn is to learn how to listen to the body. All of those sensations are perfect. The pressure, the tension, the touch, the temperature, all of that is what you need. You don't need to be relaxed. A body scan is about feeling what you feel. And if you're feeling anger, you feel anger. You body scan frustration, you body scan panic, right? So um, it sounds like you're right on track. And if you're not used to it, then you're going to be feeling a bit awkward in that process as you're practicing and learning. You'll get better with practice, believe me. Um, even though my tinnitus could be developed because I have otosclerosis, could this therapy help? Yes, it does not matter what your diagnosis is or any of that. It doesn't matter whether you have acoustic neuroma, vestibular schwannoma, any kind of physical trigger or completely normal is. You're noticing sensations you don't like and it's at that emotional filter in the brain. This is not at the ear level. You're making changes at the neuroplasticity level through your emotional brain and then through your whole body. Um, great. So I think we've gone well and truly over time. I'm just going to take a look at... Great. So Hope's actually sent a link for Claudia Welsh 
Balance Your Hormones, Balance Your Life. It's a really wonderful book. Highly recommend it. Thank you to everyone who's been on the call. Um, Erin says, I notice I feel off balance all day because I notice I feel off balance all day and that actually feels right for me. I would start to notice what you want to notice. So notice when you feel solid, notice when you feel steady because if you keep noticing you're off balance all day, your day becomes off balance. I'm not suggesting you don't have imbalance, but let it fall into the background. Focus on your steadiness. Use the Rocksteady program to build your steadiness using your muscles, using your reflex system, using your emotional system. Unless you want to feel off balance all day and then just keep doing what you're doing. Great. So I just want to say thank you to everyone for being on the call. I'm sorry I could not answer everybody's questions. Some of them were just far too long and then we had such an interactive, beautiful live comment box going on that it was, I think, really beautiful. We had Katrina and Sean coming on live. We're going to have more of these calls starting September 3 all the way through to October 15. If you already own the Rocksteady program, you can purchase the six calls for $600 Australian dollars. If you don't have the Rocksteady program yet, in your email there will be a coupon for you and you can sign up to the program now. You're going to get the calls included at no added cost and you're also going to get a saving so you can start the program at a reduced rate. So have a look at your email. If you're ready to start the program, I'm going to see you in the live calls or hear from you at least and share that journey with you. So thank you so much. Any last questions before we sign off, please pop them in the chat box. You should be receiving an email from me with your coupon and with a special offer, which will be valid for the next 48 hours. So if you want to get started and if you feel ready and you feel inspired, use that coupon so you don't miss out. That's a really generous saving. Molly says, what range of time does it take to see improvements? Look, honestly, anything from one week to two, 10, 20, 30 years fully depends on your commitment and your honesty in yourself. Amy says, thank you, Joey. Now I have hope. Yose says, thanks, it's time for bed. Yes, be very very late in Europe. Molly says, huh, okay, thanks. Great. So I just want to say thank you to everybody. Looks like that is just about everything. As long as the recording goes well, I will repost this. I'll pop it in the email so you can listen to the replay and I'll pop it on the Facebook group, Rocksteady for Vertigo and Tinnitus. Join the group if you haven't already. It's a wonderful, supportive group and we only talk about healing. There is no symptom banter, no advice giving and no negative Nancy dragging everyone down. It's a really great group. Beautiful. All right. Thank you very much for participating and I will hopefully post the replay as soon as we can. I hope many of you join the Rocksteady community. There is no one else who can help you with your healing except you. The Rocksteady program is there to support you, to go deeper, to ask the questions and to have the support. You can't just do a generic yoga class or a generic meditation. It really is a, a more integrated process. And my hope is that the Rocksteady program takes you on that journey and allows you to get to the answers that, that you ultimately need so your brain can reset and rewire. Been a pleasure hosting this call today. So much love and I'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.